Welcome to the Excel Still More podcast. I am your host, Chris Emerson. I'm here to encourage you in your walk with God. Thank you for joining in. Today's podcast is sponsored by Cunningham Financial Group. John Cunningham is a friend of mine and a brother in Christ, and he can help you with financial decisions and future planning. He's been a big help to me and my family, and I commend him to you. You can reach him at 205-913-1720. I am so thankful you're here, so let's get started. Welcome back today. As you can tell from the title, there are two ideas that I would like to explore with you for the next 20 minutes. The first one is evangelism, and we will be looking at that in its simplest form, sharing the gospel of Jesus with people who need him in their lives. Now, I want you to notice early on, I'm not saying evangelism is the number of people who are converted. That's all about that person's heart and the workings of God in their life. But I am talking about you and I putting the truth in front of people in a clear way wherein they can choose Christ if that is their desire. So I'm pushing evangelism beyond just the idea of inviting people to church or speaking the name of Jesus at the ballpark. Both of those things are fantastic, but they are initial things that we do to try and make the sharing of the gospel possible. But also today, I want us to look at local church culture. As we have gotten through a lot of this pandemic business and churches have gotten back to normal assembling, we can start having these conversations again about our culture. Who are we as a local church? What are we known for in this community? And if someone came to join our local work, what would they instantly and instinctively notice would be asked of them? I think it would be amazing if the seeking of lost souls was the centerpiece of our culture. And today, I want to talk to you about some things that I've learned over the years from wonderful churches and great personal workers, and share some of what is working in my own life, and also what has been working well for this Lindale Church, where I have now been for six years. This episode is not designed to be a sermon. There are great sermons preached on the need to be evangelistic and the content we should feature. Instead, today, I just want to talk about practical things I believe can help. Are we ready to be evangelistic? Each one of us, you, me, if that opportunity availed itself today, beyond just inviting people to come to church, how ready are we? to share the gospel with them. I heard a preacher say once years ago, the scariest question we ever ask contains seven words. Will you study the Bible with me? Not for fear of rejection, but for the panic of what in the world to do if they say yes. I want to talk to you about overcoming that particular fear. And look, this isn't about mandating what all churches should be using or what all preachers should be teaching. But if there are some ideas that have entire churches active in this, maybe we should look more closely at that. 
I don't just mean a preacher who's a great evangelist or one particular member who is a tremendous personal worker. I mean the entire feel of the group is the vocalization of Christ and the preaching of salvation. Is that what it feels like where you worship? Whatever your answer is to that question, be hopeful, because change and growth in you will have an effect on those around you, and that's how cultures change, from an individual's passion shared and infused in others. All right, so I want this to be an incredibly positive podcast episode for you. I don't want to spend this whole time talking about opportunities that we've missed and how ashamed we are. That's yesterday. We're starting fresh right now. If you look back upon anything, I want you to reflect back on how amazing it feels when you are able to teach someone the truth. If you've ever had the opportunity to be a part of someone putting on Christ in baptism, can you even put words to that? What if that wasn't just something that happened? What if it was someone you became? I'm the kind of person who takes every chance to get to this point. You start talking about a group of people, an entire local church, determined to become a constant light drawing people to Jesus. Well, that's just awesome. But please know this. It is going to take some preparation It is going to take some real, tangible, even physical steps to make this so. And maybe that's where churches and individuals have missed it over the years. They feel like more preaching on the need for evangelism or just deepened love for the lost will make all the difference. In truth, those are two fantastic things to talk about, but they still need a plan. I would like to introduce to you today some possible options that can get you to that place, including a four-lesson study booklet called The Gospel Message. I've been working on and editing and using and teaching this material for 15 years, and it will be available to you 100% free through the LindaleChurchOfChrist.com website. You can download it, you can print it, you can change the cover page to reflect the church where you are. It's a tool that may work, as you will hear today. It doesn't have to be that, but we need some tools and training in place. To illustrate this, I do need to tell you a bit of a negative story. I'm not in any way trying to demean those involved, and no proper names will be used but maybe it will ring a bell to some things in your past, and it may help us move past some of the mistakes that have been made that have kept evangelism limited. Okay, so it was maybe five years ago, and I was asked on a Saturday to do an all-day presentation on the topic of evangelism. There were about 50 men in the room, preachers, shepherds, deacons, workers in the church, And I opened with this question. If you suddenly had the opportunity today to study the truth with someone who is not a Christian, what would be your standard approach to doing that? Do you have some material that you could hand to them or take them through or what? Nothing. Not a hand went into the air. 
And it set me back a little bit because I was really setting them up for another question, but I had to add one in between. I said, okay, if you don't have anything ready to go that you are familiar with, how would you conduct that study? What would you do? And after five or ten seconds, someone raised their hand and said, I would take them through the book of Luke. And I said, that's fantastic. The gospel of Luke is a great place to study salvation in Jesus. But you know, chapter one has 80 verses. So would you just start reading or do it all in one sitting or what? And he, he didn't really have an answer. Another man raised his hand and said, well, I would listen to their story and find out where they were and go from there. To which I said, that sounds wonderful. You find out what they need and you address it. But every story will be different and can sometimes distract and has often led to discussions that had nothing to do with Christ's plan to save their soul. So then I came back and asked the question I was setting them up for at the very beginning. If someone at the church where you preach, just a member there, someone at the church where you shepherd, if they had a Bible study fall in their lap tonight, what have you done with them or for them to prepare them to conduct that study? Now, you probably know what happened. It was very quiet again. If the preacher did not have an approach that he was ready to use, he certainly hadn't helped the members grow comfortable in methods of sharing the gospel. And look, I want to get away from that story because I'm not talking about or judging any of those men who were in the room. But you know, most of them probably preach on evangelism a lot. And they probably lament that the local church where they lead or serve or preach is not more community-oriented with the Word. But how can we go out and do a thing that we are not prepared to do, that we've not been trained to do, something uncomfortable, if we're just going to react to someone else's story, and it could be anything, what are the chances that our reactionary choice will be what they need? So here's the first thing that I want to share with you on how evangelism becomes more real for you and potentially a culture change for your church. Come up with a plan. If someone is interested in studying the Bible, you should instantly know what is the next thing you will say. You might say, well, I really love to go through the Gospel of Mark a chapter at a time. Can we look at chapter 1 next week? Or I have this PowerPoint presentation called The Big Picture, and it takes about 45 minutes. Can I show it to you? Or what I love is putting material in their hand so that whether or not you ever meet them again, they can walk through that with an open Bible— and the Bible's what it's really all about, and they can find salvation. The gospel message material that I favor has blanks that they can fill in. It is four lessons. Each lesson is three pages. I say, look, let's meet next Tuesday. Take a look at those first three pages. If you get a chance, fill in some of those blanks. It helps the class to move more swiftly. I've had every possible outcome that next Tuesday. I've had people cancel and not show up, I've had people show up without their books. I've had people show up with their books that were blank. I've had them show up with the first three pages filled in. I've had them show up with all 12 pages filled in. 
and one guy showed up with his book filled out and swimming trunks. That guy's name is Ken. He is my brother now, and I still love him very much. So please note, I'm not saying you have to go to lindalechurchofchrist.com and click on that big box that says the gospel message, and that's the only way to go. I am not saying that. You might feel like you'd be better off if you just used the Bible. I can't argue with that, but have a plan. A plan that can be written down, like we're going to start here and then go here, and then I will ask this question. A plan that can be taught to others, that can be replicated. You can't get to a local church of evangelistic culture if only the most talented or quick-witted or the best Bible students, if they're the only ones who can do this, then we're never going to get as a group where we want to go. Once every couple of years, we take a month or two on a Wednesday night, and I update that booklet a little bit, fix a couple of things, and we go through it together. I want to know that every adult in our church has a completed gospel message book in their home and an extra one in their car. And I'm not going to take this last five minutes boasting about our results. I just want you to know that this works. All of a sudden, there's this comfort level. If I see someone who might be interested in the truth, I can hand them something that can help. And if they're willing to sit down with me, I know exactly what to do. I've already done it. Filled in the blanks. Studied the verses. Answered the very same questions that I'll be asking them. I encourage shepherds at churches and preachers Pick something, pick anything, put it together, learn it, love it, share it, practice it, and then encourage brethren to take extra copies with them and hand it out. Sure, you can call me the preacher if you want to, to conduct that study. I'm always here for that. But in 20 years of preaching, the most phenomenal feeling conversions I've ever experienced are when I heard about it the next day. I wasn't even there. Some member of our church was conducting a study, felt confident to do so with someone I'd never even met. I get called to say, hey, we baptized this person into Christ. They'll be here on Sunday morning. I want you to meet them. Listen, I love teaching the truth to people, but there is this deep sense of satisfaction when you start to realize that we, as a group, are a people who teach the truth to others. Now listen, there are a lot of other tremendous things that we can do. I'll go ahead and share a few of them with you in these last several minutes. Feel free to reach out to me. I would love to talk to you more about this. Something that I learned from the Dowlin Road Church that we still do is we created some business cards. They have the logo and times on the front and a little invitation on the back. And we put them out in stacks of five. And for two years, I talked about it. It seems like every Wednesday night at the end of services. Let's hand out five cards a month. Let's each person invite just five people a month to come and visit us or to check it out online. And we kept preaching about that. Ben Shipley is one of the elders here. He's an old coach. He said, your team is best at what you coach the most. So we have coached that. We keep cards everywhere. My dad is phenomenal at this. He keeps them in his wallet, hands them out everywhere that he goes. If you're interested to know what those cards look like, head to lindalechurchofchrist.com, click on the gospel message. The cover has a photo of the front and back right there. You can replace that with your own. And you know what? It really doesn't even matter what's on the thing. 
as long as it has good church information. It's about creating a trigger five times a month, a physical, tangible trigger that says, I will invite someone, and I will not get to the end of the month and have any cards left in my wallet. I remember meeting with the Dowlin Road elders a handful of years ago. They would meet, the elders would meet every month and give an account if they had not handed out five invitations. The first time I saw that, literally began to cry. Their culture for evangelism was beautiful, and it started at the top. So if you think about it, that's all the paperwork we're talking about here. You've got these business cards and stacks of five that you're handing out, and they're all over the church building, and we just become the kind of people who do that, and then there is some study material, some packet, some collection of lessons, some PowerPoint presentation, some film strip series, some Bible passages lined up, something that we know. As a church, we know it. We use it, and anyone can use it. Now, you'll notice that one of those things is about initially interacting with someone, and the other is actually sitting down studying the truth. In between, we hope that they will come and visit our church. Evangelism is often predicated on relationships. People don't want to leave a tribe and change their lives to live alone, and people aren't likely to transfer over to a tribe that they don't know. So some of the best advice I've ever heard about bridging that gap is when people come and visit our assemblies, we need to meet those people, to ask them questions, to learn about them, to try and get a visitor's card so we can follow up with them. All of that is really important. Maybe we should give up our seat so that they can sit on the end. This whole, you are our honored guest line that you hear at the beginning of services, people will know instantly whether that's just a line we say or if it is our culture. I tell people all the time when they visit, we hope that you feel like family, like you're at home. It's funny, a man I respect very much has always said that people coming to worship are like fish jumping in the boat, but sometimes we're like five-year-old girls in the corner of the boat just waiting on that fish to jump right back out, and visitors can pick up on that even quicker than the person doing it. We don't want that. We want their decision to visit, to walk into a building filled with people they don't know, to be a comfortable step in the right direction. Listen, I am incredibly optimistic. There are so many souls searching for purpose, and Jesus is the only answer, and we can show him to them. We can do it often, and we can do it well if we can develop an evangelistic culture. Thank you so much for joining in today. If you enjoyed this program, consider sharing it with your family and your friends. And if you're just in search of deeper Bible study or you want to share the message of Jesus with the children in your life, remember to go to creationtorevelation.com. This wonderful company run by Christians provides beautiful illustrations of Scripture from beginning to end, putting the spotlight on Jesus. And remember this, whatever you choose to do today in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, excel still more.